0: to the football fig nuts podcast it is season seven episode five and if you're keeping track that's 280 episodes in all i'm sean
1: i'm craig and my name is Britt. and gentlemen we are here for the least i mean most anticipated episode (laughs) of the entire season tonight is the tight end kicker defense spectacular but before we start there we have to say bur- happy birthday to our missing contributor tonight. The reason we are just a p- party of three tonight is because tonight is the Cinch's 39th birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday, Cinch. Happy
2: birthday. Happy birthday.
1: Yeah, happy birthday. The guy's only 39 years old. and He has 40 <laughs> years of 40 plus years of fantasy experience. It's a freaking miracle. Don't ask <laughs> how that shit works. But, so we're, we'll be a team of three tonight as we tackle tight ends. Probably kickers, and we might mention defenses. But first, we begin where we always begin, gentlemen. Let's start with Sean. What are you drinking tonight?
0: I am about to drink <laughs> yes a watercolors, uh, Berlin Weiss style, a Berlin style Weiss beer that has oh my goodness, let me see here. Oh Jesus. Passion fruit, mango, tangerine, peach, apricot, pineapple, vanilla, and milk sugars.
2: Wow, it's a fruit salad.
0: yes yeah, that's a lot of crap in that.
2: How is it? Did you open it? Open it. It's fruity.
0: I did open it. That was the first thing. You didn't hear it? Uh, I didn't hear it. No, actually, we Maybe didn't. Maybe
2: the Courtney caught
0: it. Maybe. Nice. Do, you like, do you like it?
2: Do you bit? like yeah, it? I though?
0: do like it. It's oh. not as tart as you think it would be, Okay. but you get a little bit of it. Right up Nice,
2: front. <clears throat> nice, nice.
0: And uh, definitely fruity. It does, because there's so much fruit in it, it just tastes like fruit. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> I, I, can't really, I can't really get uh, through, like, so it. Oh,
2: so it's like that punch you used to drink in college. Is that what you're telling me?
1: Oh, like jungle juice? <laughs> oh, yeah. Jungle juice. Dude, we went to college uh, in the 90s because we're old as fuck. And, like, that was a standard thing. Here's a bottle of grain alcohol and four gallons of Kool-Aid. Good luck. Hawaiian punch, or Hawaiian punch or yeah. whatever
2: you found on sale
1: <laughs> yeah I can't even taste the alcohol yeah okay right. <laughs> that's because you yep. you adjusted 40 grams of sugar in that gulp <laughs> oh you'll taste it uh later tonight
2: it's coming back
1: oh yeah, oh, yeah. at Yukon the nearest liquor store was right next to like a Cumberland Farms so mm. it was easy go grab your mixer then you just go right into the cumbies and grab like two gallons of bug juice for like 99 cents a gallon
2: <laughs> <laughs> nice
1: You're drinking all night for like five bucks,
2: kids.
1: (laughs) Craig, what are you drinking tonight?
2: Uh, So tonight I have a beer on the other end of the spectrum. (laughs) Oh. Almost. Uh, This is from a local brewery that we really need to go to. Uh, This is from Space Cat. Yep. This is the Tree Cat. And on the cover of the can, it's cats jumping in giant uh, cat trees. Uh, This is a West Coast-style IPA. Ugh. Which I, you know, I know you don't like them, but I like them just to mix it up because around here, everything is so juiced New out. England? Yeah, yep. Yeah. But it's like every, that's like, you know, we go to a brewery and there's like 12 versions of the same beer.
1: <laughs> so we've got little juicy, too juicy, mega juicy,
2: uh huh,
1: omega uh-huh. juicy.
2: Cloud source. <laughs>
1: But yeah, so like we we love Two Roads, but Two Roads has like six New England IPAs, and they all have the word juicy in the title.
2: They do. I mean, they're good,
1: but you know, I just they're like not to bad. But if you don't want juicy, it's yeah. <laughs> so I am drinking a. Speaking of Two Roads, I am drinking a Road to Ruin, which is technically, believe it or not, a West Coast IPA. Even though I've never bought mm. into that hype that they say it's a West Coast IPA. Huh, there interesting. We go.
2: You know, I know you've so, said it before. I still remember the first time we had it, and it was t- we didn't oh like it. Oh, my We
1: were God. like, what
2: the hell is this?
1: <laughs> the very first time we took Craig to Two Roads, we had taken Sean already. That was the day that Sean, Christy, and I went on the tour. But the very first time we took Craig to Two Roads, like a month later, we decided—because we I only tried, like, one beer that time. I think it was Workers' Comp was their farmhouse sale I tried— and I stuck with that because I, I wasn't really I didn't really have the beer experience that I have now. But when we went back with Craig, Craig was like, let's get flights. Let's try a little bit of everything. So we did. And we we, we kind of synced up. I was like, all right, I'm going to try this now. OK, so we try it together. And we would discuss it. We got to the road to ruin and we both made a face <laughs> like and Craig just went, I, I don't think I want to drink that anymore. <laughs> and now here we are 10 years later and it's one of our go to's. Yeah. It is, it is. I, I don't know if it's an acquired taste or if it just changed that much. Back I, then it was very piney. It actua- it, right?
2: Yeah, I think it was much more piney-er back then, but if you looked at the beers we drank before Two Roads yeah. opened, yeah. you know, they're all like basic kind of stuff, and nothing was yeah. like that before, so it was a big much switch. Much more
1: lagery. <laughs> we, we, we did not have the hop sense that we have now. Right. Not by yeah. a it's long time Before the uh,
0: IPA explosion.
1: And the craft beer explosion in Connecticut. I mean, back then, I mean, Connecticut had like two breweries. Now we have over hundred and fifty.
2: Yeah, like craft beer was Sam Adams then. Yeah. And, Sho- and Shock Top. Right? Not that there's anything right? wrong with either of those, but still, I'm just you know hey, hey, saying.
1: Don't 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 get angry at Shock Top. I now own. I'm going to own shares of Shock Top.
2: <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, hey, I like because Shock Top.
1: <laughs> Anheuser Busch is selling Shock Top brand to Tilray, who is a cannabis maker in Canada. And I just already happen to have stock in Tilray. So I now own a brewery So, <laughs> totally. as far as I'm concerned. Nice. <laughs> so we, why, why, why is cannabis-based buying why, beer?
2: Why not? I mean, so it's, it's, same, it's the same market.
1: <laughs> yeah, it Tilray is trying to get a, a foothold in the U.S. Um, and they're finding it's a lot easier to own American beer company, I think, than it is to start distributing cannabis in America. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, beer is legal in all 50 states. Cannabis is still kind of, eh, you know, I don't know, federal guidelines blah blah blah. Yeah. So, but I mean, think about it if if the federal government gets off its ass and legalizes cannabis across the 50 states,
0: all of a sudden, what's that? Thank you Connecticut.
1: Thank you Connecticut. All of a sudden, Tilray's like, "You know what? It's convenient." We got like seventy warehouses in Connecticut now, and in, in the United States now, distributing beer. We, we'll just ship the cannabis there.
2: Yep, makes I sense. It's,
1: I, I honestly think, and I don't know that for a fact. I'm just saying that's what it appears to be to be. So, okay, let's move on because we got a lot to cover tonight, and that's that's a full face. <laughs> oh boy, line. oh boy, most exciting episode of the year.
2: <laughs>
1: All right, for tonight's burning hot trivia. Okay, I have in front of me a list of tight ends because we're talking about tight ends okay okay It's no shock that our consensus number one tight end is going to be Travis Kelsey, right? Mm, yeah of course. Travis Kelsey averaged 9.1 yards per target last year not reception, but per target. Okay. But that among tight ends, with at least 25 receptions. So none of the the guys who caught like one pass kind of thing. Oh, I had one target for one one pass and one target, and I got 27 yards. No, 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 of those guys. So among the guys who had at least 25 targets last year, that puts him eighth among all tight ends. Okay. Can you guys tell me the seven tight ends who had a better yard per target than Travis Kelsey? And we'll go back and forth. They each get three strikes. Who wants to guess first?
0: I'll go first.
1: All right. Who's one of the seven guys? And again, has to have a minimum of 25 receptions. Mm -hmm. And they're still playing, right?
2: (laughs) They played
1: played in 2022. They had 25 receptions in 2022. Give me one of the seven guys who had a better yard per target than Travis Kelsey.
0: So I know this guy goes down the field. I don't know. I know he was a little injured last year. I don't know if he had enough receptions, but I'm going to say Greg Dulcich from Denver.
1: No, Greg Dulcich is incorrect. I don't even see him no, on the list. So I know, the- oh, no, there he is. He had 33 he- receptions, but he only averaged 8.06 yards per target.
0: Wow. Okay. Huh.
1: So that's a strike on Cra- uh, right. Sean. Craig, what do you got?
2: Um... You know, it's just, he's usually at the top, so we'll just say it. Let's go with uh, Mark Andrews.
1: Mark Andrews is also not on this list. He was number 19 at 7.99 yards per target. Hmm. So I don't think you're going to get all these names. Some of these names are a little obscure, but they're all guys who caught at least 25 passes, so they're not like guys who played one game. So I'm really curious to see who will get more. Okay. Back to Sean, all seven answers are still on the board.
0: I'm gonna go the uh, another one uh, that's gotten quite a bit of TJ Hawkinson.
1: TJ Hawkinson is incorrect. TJ Hawkinson. <laughs> I can't. Uh, seven point two five yards per target. Mm. By mm. the way, this this information comes courtesy of the Fantasy Points Data Beta. Data Beta. Data Beta. Um, beta. Which is currently <laughs> available at data.fantasypoints.com. They are giving receiving basic yards and basic information for free. Please check them out. So that's strike two on Sean. <clears throat> Craig, what have you got? Uh, let's
2: see. Let's go with, uh, hmm. let's go with Evan Ingram.
1: Evan Ingram is incorrect. Oh, boo. Evan Ingram averaged 7.9 yards per target. All right. So you're both down to your final strike. Neither one of you have gotten anybody off the list. So this is really who can get one before they can <laughs> strike out. Sean, give me a name.
0: Let me go back to a list
1: of tight ends here.
2: And really quick, can you tell me the stat number again?
1: Yards per target, better than Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey was at 9.1. Okay. All right. And you have to have at least 25 receptions because there's always that one guy who had one target with one reception for 47 <laughs> yards. <laughs> right, right. And all of a sudden, his target is 47 yards per target. So I, I said you had to have at least 25 receptions to make this list.
0: Um, I'm going to go with George Kittle.
1: George Kittle is number five on this list at 9.33 yards per target. That is a hit. (laughs) So Craig, pressure is on you. You have to get one of these right or Sean wins with one correct answer. Give me one of the other six players better than Travis Kelsey in yards per target last year
2: uh all right yeah <clears throat> all right um do i go with him or him <laughs> hmm. <clears throat> all right let's see mm.
1: i'm sorry Sean, let's go with yep
2: yeah. hmm?
1: it was kittle Okay, I can't mark it off on my board, so I just want to make sure I got it. Okay, Kittle's a good guess.
2: <laughs> Let's go with Sean's favorite tight end, Pat Faramuth. Pat
1: Faramuth is incorrect. So Craig will strike out, and Sean is the great. Pat Faramuth, 7.71 yards per target. Sean, you you, get another, you want to just really show up and put out another name? You already yeah, won.
0: I'll put, out, I'll put out Kyle Pitts.
1: Kyle Pitts is not on this list. <laughs> Kyle Pitts... <laughs> Uh, is wait? I don't even see him on this list. Okay, really? I'm not gonna go down. All right, so who was it? Number one in yards per target with a minimum of twenty-five reception was Dallas Goddard. Really, ten point three yards per target. I was looking at these guys and going, damn! I was gonna
2: say, I was gonna say him too. That was the other one I was choosing between.
1: (laughs) I'm gonna botch the next guy's name. Is Chizom in Okanakwo? Oh yes, yes. Okanakwo. I always botch this guy's name. The guy from Tennessee. He averaged exactly ten yards per target. Jordan Akins from Houston comes in at nine point nine. Colby Parkinson from Seattle. People forget, but he had 25 catches last year, and he, for 322 yards, which is a solid tight end, too, with about badly was last year, 9.76. He said George Kittle at 9.33. Darren Waller. Really? 9.24 <clears throat> yards per target, but he only had 28 receptions last year. That's why nobody thinks of him. And then this one's going to blow your mind. Ready for this? Number seven, the last guy ahead of, of Travis Kelsey is Will Disley. Hey, wow. remember him? <laughs> 9.18 yards per target. So the, of the guys who are better at yards per target than Travis Kelsey, two of the seven played for Seattle last year.
0: Watch, watch it. I'm telling you, Dalton Kincaid will beat that too. Don Kincaid
1: kid. is in Seattle. Does that make Don Kincaid a target? I, I uh, mean, that's... No.
0: He's the um, uh, Buffalo.
2: He's the
1: Buffalo. Oh, who's in Seattle?
0: Is Disley still in Seattle? Oh, Disley, yeah. yeah. Noah Fant is
1: Seattle. So then there you go. There you go. So I see it. Watch Seattle tight ends <laughs> is the message there. So... All right. Do either of you have a burning hot take you want to bring to the table before we jump into the rankings?
2: Um, I don't. I don't have anything other than with a random factoid that um, just. So you, just I just wanted you to know that the the Jerry Jones Cowboys presented by Jerry Jones, who play in Jerry Jones Stadium, mm-hmm. uh, they're at least two billion dollars more valuable than the other thirty two, other thirty one NFL franchises.
1: That right. freaking blows my mind. <laughs> That freaking blows my mind. Yep. That team, has it, that team can't win a game of bingo outside the regular season. I think
2: they've already missed the playoffs.
1: <laughs> I, I've said it a million times in this podcast before. One of my favorite Smudge memes, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl, and Smudge responds only if they buy tickets. <laughs> uh, every year. And it's funny because Sean and I play in a work league, and the guy who's the commissioner of the work league is a rabid Cowboys fan. Mm-hmm. oh that's sad and 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 the rest of the league poke the shit out of him and i just sit there and be like i'm not gonna say anything this dude
2: <laughs> oh i
1: get him every once in a while yeah i i won't do it to him because i, I number one i like the guy and number two he, he suffered enough <laughs> he he suffered enough by the way I, i'm the defending champion of that league i'm so yeah, excited I- yeah yeah <laughs> sean got upset in the semifinals. We were, oh my god we were so set for a sean versus brit final oh was and then the, the dude i don't even remember who i beat in the final but they just freaking they they got the week of all weeks against sean and it's they beat him like 300 to like 175 <laughs> like in a, in a league that averages 160 what? points this guy scored like 300 not good <clears throat> and i was just like okay well I'm, I'm gonna win the super bowl and then of course it comes down to the final game of the season what was the final game of the regular season was bill's bengals
2: mm-hmm. yep
1: I had Joe Mixon or no, he had Joe Mixon. I had, I can't remember. I had uh two, I had, um, what's his name? The tight end from the bills,
2: uh, Dawson Knox,
1: Dawson Knox and somebody else. I think I had two. I think, uh, James Cook. Maybe they have two. I had two and I was up by like 40 points. So this? Yahoo's Yahoo's like, you have a 97% chance to win this. And then the game gets canceled. Yep. And all of a sudden our, our, our guys like, you know, how how do you want to do this? I mean, Technically, there's no chance he was going to catch you, right? Unless Joe Mixon had 300 yards and four touchdowns. But
2: I mean, it could have happened, but maybe like co- a 1% it, chance of it happening. It, co-
1: it, was, it was literally a, a 97% chance of winning the league. Touchdown. So, <laughs> touchdown. Yeah, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. What the fuck? So <laughs> what we did was I said, listen, I said to the commissioner, I said, go to the guy who's technically going to lose and see if he'll take $100 off of my check onto his which made it like a 700 to 400 split instead of an 800 to 300. And the dude was just like, holy shit. Yeah, I pretty much assumed I was losing. So I'm, I'm fine with another hundred yeah, bucks. 300 bucks. Why not? All right. Yeah. 300 bucks to avoid controversy. And then the the, the the guy who runs the league is like, man, you're a good dude. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I just didn't want to fucking argue. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm i winning
0: <clears throat> 700 bucks. I'll take yeah. it.
1: I, I it. the year
0: before I lost the Super Bowl by half a point. I had, Oh, my God. And yep. the year before I won the whole thing. So mm-hmm. yep. I was I was totally expecting that, that, you know, for uh, once we got to the semifinals, I was going to be me and you. But yeah, oh, it was yeah.
1: absolutely. A member of this podcast has been in the last three Super Bowls of this league. <laughs> and I've yep. only been in the league for two years.
2: They <laughs> oh, really? just
1: brought me in. Oh, I thought you've been in it. Been in oh, it? Oh, yeah. Sean's been in it forever, but I just got added. Like, this is my second year. I won in the second year. I jokingly said to Sean, I'm like, it's a $100 entry and I'm up 700 bucks after two years. I might retire.
2: <laughs>
1: you know, I'm all plan. about taking the win. So all right, anyway, all right, let's get into the tight end stuff. So our consensus number one pick, shock to no one, is Travis Kelsey. Kelsey is, sorry, I am a little gas here. Kelsey is heads and above in the best offense in the league for a tight end. He's the most trusted target of Patrick Mahomes. Aside from injury, what could possibly limit Travis Kelsey this season? His off mouth. Off the top of your head, his <laughs> mouth. Craig, go with that.
2: <laughs> he's, he's uh, we all admit it, I'm not, I'm not. you know, making fun of the Chiefs, but, you know. No, and this is not he's, news. He's a hot-headed player, and he's very easy to piss off, and if the right person pokes him enough, he's going to get ejected. <laughs> So, and if yeah. he gets
1: poked in the wrong way <laughs> and starts a fight, he's not only getting ejected, he might miss a couple games. Mm-hmm. It's always Sean, a risk with injury, him, <laughs> right? Sean, other than injury, what can stop Travis Kelsey? Age catching up with him—that's
0: pretty much it. If he slows down and he can't separate, that's the
1: only thing I could think of. How old is freaking Travis Kelsey? Thirty-four. I believe. Is, is he really? I believe so. Hmm. Thirty-three.
2: So, so really quick though must be 20
1: 34 this year
2: if 30 is the height of the mountain for a running back age what's tight end age
1: i gotta say it's quite
0: close because you know they're more i mean the blocking and stuff like that they're in the more physical kind kind of thing i think plus the running and being Mm. a receiver i I gotta say it's that because the receiver is is up until usually about what 34 35 as well it's not
1: it, receiver Receivers all about the legs holding up, right? Yeah. I mean, like, it's the upper... It, it, Sean brings up a valid point. The reason running backs and offensive linemen age so poorly in general is because their upper body takes an absolute beating. And that, that that translates to leg fatigue, right? Think about your average offensive lineman. The ball snaps. If they don't make immediate contact, what do they do? They take a step back, they spread their legs to get leverage, and then they brace to get hit yep tight end isn't that different so i think and, and running back the same sort of thing running back legs are supposed to be always moving so i i yeah i mean rice played into his 40s i think that's unusual these Very days tired. you know so yeah maybe travis kelsey i hate to, and I, I don't think i don't think sean's coming down on us when i say that but <laughs> travis kelsey might be due for a step back You know, I mean, we talk about injury being the only thing that can stop Travis Kelsey. The other thing that can stop Travis Kelsey is an injury to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Because you bring in the other quarterback, it does not make a difference what kind of chemistry they have. It's not the same chemistry.
2: (laughs) You can ask Mark Andrews
1: that. (laughs) Exactly. Which leads us to who we have in the rest of the top five. Number two is Mark Andrews. Every one of this podcast had him at number two except one of us.
2: Dun, dun, dun.
1: One of us had him at number three.
2: Dun 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 dun. <laughs> who was
1: that person? You can find out next week. Number three on our list is TJ Hawkinson, who has gotten a massive step up with the trade. Where is he now?
2: Uh, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yeah,
1: that's right. Yeah, 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 Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Again. I up last week. What's that? I messed that up
0: a little bit last week. I got. That's conclude.
2: fine. Yeah, but he plays Hawkinson's- with your BFF now, so. Yeah.
1: Kirk Cousins is my boy. But quarterback, bro. Dude, he's all I've got left in Scott Fishbowl. <laughs> my first round pick was Joe Burrow, who's a problem now. If you listen to, uh, to what's his name? He's Wide fine. receiver guy. Who's that guy? Uh, it the, Jamar, Chase? I, Jamar, yeah, Jamar Chase? Yeah, Jamar Chase. Okay. You come back week five, we'll be fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So my number two pick was frickin' Jonathan Taylor.
2: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Who might be playing for the Winnipeg Jets at this time. I have no idea. Kareem so, Hunt. Yeah, Kareem Hunt, right? Who? So t- for those who hadn't heard, Jamar Chase went on, like, a podcast, and they were like, how exci- How how badly do you need to get Joe Burrow back? Uh, yeah. Jamar Chase was like, eh, you know, it's more important to get healthy. We don't really need him back that quickly. <laughs> and people immediately went Jamar Chase needs to work on his his work with Joe Burrow. They're not <laughs> on the same page. Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have no chemistry.
0: Or he has way too much information he's spilling the beans. Now, he well, they know.
2: they asked him, they asked him if he's going to be back like for if they if he wants him back for week 1 and he said if he's not then it's not a big deal. So, he yeah, he didn't he did want that. him to rush his recovery. Because like last year, Jamar Chase could have played week 14 or 15 and he didn't because he didn't want to risk getting re hurt so quickly. So
1: and, and let's let's play that game. All right. Jamar Chase okay, maybe it's possible Jamar Chase doesn't have the great um the great chemistry with Joe Burrow. The stats would say differently, right? We're not gonna argue. Yeah, since that.
2: they've been playing since you
1: know they were like seventeen. Sure, but let's <laughs> stop for a minute and consider the Bengals' schedule. Is Jamar Chase playing the long game? Because they open at the Browns. Eh. I'm not really scared if Burrow misses that game. <laughs> no, I don't think anyone. Then they is. play at home against the Ravens. yeah all right. Eh. Then they play at home against the Rams. yeah they're falling apart. And the first week <laughs> of October, they're in Tennessee. So the Hmm. first four games, I'm not really. I'll I'll take it a step further. In week five, they're at the at the Cardinals. Oh,
2: they can just no, no one can play.
1: (laughs) Let's assume Joe Burrow doesn't play any of those games. So Browns, Ravens, Rams, Titans, Cardinals. How many of the games do the Bengals win without Joe Burrow? Because I'm seeing three or four.
2: Uh, They win at least three. They beat the Browns. They beat the Cardinals. I think the hardest game just because of their history would be against the Ravens, honestly. Right? Sean,
1: what do you think? Out of those five games, so again, Browns, Ravens, Rams, Titans, Cardinals. How many of those games did they win without Joe Burrow?
0: At least, I think, three. Yeah.
1: And they could go 5-0. and oh. They're good. They those could. teams are they good. Could.
2: They've beat Tennessee They're before, perfect. so...
1: They don't run into a real team, honestly, in my opinion, till October 29th at the 49ers.
2: Oh, that'd be a good one.
1: That's like seven weeks into the season. If so maybe if he's you'll... right. <laughs> so maybe maybe he's not. Maybe he doesn't have a problem with Joe Burrow, which is kind of likely that he doesn't have a problem with Joe Burrow. Maybe it's just like he looked at the schedule and went, bro. Light up a cigar. <laughs> go get yourself in the therapeutic hot tub. We got you. We got you, fam. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I'm not. I'm not too worried about September, honestly. I, I, for the first time in a very long, well, you know. Now, to on be average. fair,
1: <laughs> October 29th is at the Niners. Then they've had, they're at home against the Bills.
2: Yeah, then it then their schedule takes a turn. Yeah, <laughs> so. all of
1: a sudden, outside of like, oh, you have the Texans. Yeah, they got the Texans a week later, but then they've got a string where they got the Jaguars, Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs. Uh, I'm not worried about the Colts. Everybody else. And that, yeah. and that Steelers game is in Pittsburgh. <clears throat> when I say Steelers, that's in Pittsburgh the week of Christmas.
2: Oh. Mm. Yeah, they they have seen North games. They honestly can go either way, with the exception of the Browns. It, the yeah, games so, can go either way. <laughs>
1: those Division games. The, yeah, it can go either way. I mean. Exactly. As bad as I think the Steelers are and as down as I am on them, at that point, Kenny Pickett's had like nine weeks. You know, Assuming it, he's still it, starting. Yeah, assuming everyone's healthy and every at that point he's pretty settled in my opinion. So, I think he will
0: be. I think he's gonna be fine,
1: actually. Probably I think he is, a, and a at nine leader. weeks in, you know, if nobody's hurt, that's a good, a good league. All right, so back to back. We we're supposed to be talking about tight ends. <laughs> I'm, I I'm two I'm a couple of beers in. So we got Kelsey at one, we got Andrews at two, Hawkinson at three, Pitts at four, and Shh. Dallas Goddard at five. Hmm. Andrews Hawkinson Pitts Goddard. Who do you like there, and when do you target them? Like, Kelsey's going to go in the first three rounds, right? Like, easily? First round. It might possibly even first round, right?
2: Yeah. He'll so be gone now, by the third round, period. So. I
1: tell you, you got to take one of those other four guys. Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, Goddard. When are you targeting them, and who do you like? Let's start with Craig.
2: Um, Out of those four, will well, I'll pick two because it's I can't make up my mind. Probably be okay. Hawkinson and Goddard. Between the two, Um, Hawkinson, I think, is gonna go before Goddard. He's uh, he'll probably be gone. Well, depending on your league and how many people are in your league, Um, I think he'll be gone by round five at the most.
1: Assume twelve teams. Oh yeah, then he's good. Good good guess.
2: Yeah, then he's definitely gone by then. Um, Dallas Goddard isn't a good offense for him, as we clearly heard from the stats before. So that would be my second choice.
1: Follow-up question before we go to to Sean. Yeah. Would you rather take Hawkinson in round four, or would you rather wait till round five and get Goddard?
2: Uh, That's a tough question, because that's a who's there question, which is hard to answer.
1: Assume they're both there in round four. Are you going up for Hawkinson, or do you wait for Goddard?
0: So I'll make it a little easier. I know that Hawkinson's ADP has got him going actually in the third round. Okay.
1: Oh. So your third-round pick, I'm going to presume you have a running back and either a running back or wide receiver. It's round three, 12-team draft, assuming no keepers. Are you really thinking Hawkinson Mm. there? Because you're going to see other names there that are going to be pretty tempting, like, for example, guys like Travis Etienne or Brees Hall. You're going to see names like DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen.
2: Uh well yeah mm. I've been burned on the Keenan Allen train blast before so <laughs>
1: bad example but you know what I mean um
2: I would definitely consider Hawkinson there uh it's rough if we're getting if you're getting points per uh, per reception then yes I'd probably go with
1: Hawkinson all right crazy thing before we go to Sean yeah you got a running back and a wide receiver Yep. it's round three yep Joe Mixon. Or T.J. Mm. Hawkinson, go
2: PPR Hawkinson.
1: Really? Okay. <laughs> I, that's I, I. That was the That was the one to tempt you. So, <laughs> Sean Andrews, Hawkinson, Pitts, Goddard. Who do you like, and how early can you take them?
0: Oh, um, like I guess I've seen I've seen Hawkinson's ADP going in the third round,
1: and for me, I like him. But so not third me, round like him. That
0: has been get yeah, it's been a little too steep there for me.
1: I like you, Dottie. Like you. I'd rather
0: <laughs> take like <laughs> I'd rather take like a Pitts in the sixth, than Hawkinson in the third. Does
1: Pitts actually make it to the sixth
0: round? His again, I'm going through ADP stuff.
1: That's fantastic. I, I'm glad He's you're had, doing
0: that. ADP does have them... Um,
1: in the sixth round okay okay so outside of our top five we've got george kittle let's just have a two-second conversation yes or no super fast is the only reason george kittle is outside the top five is because of his injury history sean yes or no uh yes wrong answer craig <laughs>
2: uh yes and his quarterback history no
1: wrong answer it's a yes <laughs> or no that's it that's all you get and the answer Damn is <laughs> one of the one of the guys on one of the, the fantasy sports uh shows does that where they're like you get one question and if you yeah. look if you come on to like oh let's go to Britt from connecticut hey guys how are you doing good next caller that's what they'll do you get <laughs> one question <laughs> literally you one question an
0: exactly it, yeah that's... it's like uh, oh my god what is it it's like the football frenzy
1: yes Yes, I th- it yes I think it's something like that but it's it's yeah I can't remember who does it either it's freaking circle somebody falls for it every time it's like have you ever seen I, I know I know Sean has probably seen this movie again I'm, I'm digressing a little bit um the Dungeons and Dragons movie I watched for the first time this past weekend I know Craig hasn't seen it but I think Sean has yes they they cast a spell on a corpse and you only get to ask it three questions <laughs> and the first one they're like were you with this battle? And he goes, Yes. Did you die in the battle? Yes. Guys, I think he went into the battle and the corpse goes, Yes. And then falls back <laughs> into the grave. And it's like, Dude, you can't phrase things like a question.
2: You know, if we so, played D&D with us, that would happen. You know that, right? Oh my
0: God, it absolutely would happen. And then did, I think they did another corpse and they only asked him two
1: questions. And they left him there. And they left him there. He's like, Uh, hello? like, you have to ask me one more question before I can rest. Guys, hello? (laughs) Anyway, all right. So, yes, I think George Kittle, the only reason we have him ranked at six is because of his injury history. We just can't can't move him higher. If I told you George Kittle was going to play at least 13 games this year, would you move him higher, yes or no, Craig? No. Sean? No. Okay. Rest of the top ten, we've got Darren Waller at number seven. Evan Engram at number eight. David and Njoku, who I wasn't even he sure. Still he still plays? In the yeah, he's at number nine. And then number 10 is Pat Friermuth.
2: That's Sean's so favorite now, tight end.
1: So now we're looking outside the first range. We're looking in that borderline character. These guys are lower t- t- uh, tight end ones, maybe tight end two. Really quick, who do you like? Waller, Engram, Njoku, or Friermuth? Preg.
2: Uh, I'm still going. I'm still on the Ingram train, so I'm going to say Evan Ingram.
0: All right, Sean. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm gonna probably freaking just drink the Kool Aid. And I've heard so much good stuff about him. Um, Do it. He's healthy. Path he's, of... he's looking great. Great chemistry with Same. the
1: quarterback. No. It's Darren Waller. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm all right with that. I thought, I, I thought you Craig and I both thought you were going Firewood. No, nope. so you know what? I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you 20 seconds. Sell me on Darren Waller. It's is well, okay. Uh, Daniel Jones.
0: Uh, he's going to be having, have to have some kind of safety blanket. And we all know that he has 8 million slot receivers, but no um, really great receiver at all. So, Who's the, who's the main target? I mean, they even said it. They even said it on the, the, the team. Is it the team or the, the beat reporters? Waller is going to be the main receiver. So... Interesting. If he stays healthy, he's going to get fed the targets.
1: I like it. Number 11 is on An- God, I can't pronounce this guy's name. It kills me. Number 12 is Dalton Schultz. Number 13 is my personal friend, Cole Komet. Number fourteen is Tyler Higby. Greg Dulcich comes at number fifteen. Yes, I'm rushing. Number sixteen is Jawan <laughs> Johnson. Number seventeen we've got Dalton Kincaid. Number eighteen is Gerard Everett. So now we're clearly into the RB two. Because we got to move on, because we've got we still have to talk briefly at least about kickers and defenses. Of the guys I just listed, the guys after Pat Fryermuth, is there anybody who excites you that we haven't talked about already? That a flyer or somebody you're like, oh my God, he's undervalued. Give me a name. Let's start with Sean.
0: Wow. This group that you get, you gave a pretty big group or, there.
1: Or anybody else. Anybody we haven't already discussed. If you it, want to go outside the group, that's fine. No, actually, I, I don't mind this group. Um, You know, I,
0: I like, I, I like, especially with, if you're, if you're waiting this long on tight ends, Mm -hmm. To go with upside here, yeah, Dalton Schultz is there. Yeah, he's in a new place. Yeah, he might be a a pretty big target there, but it's boring. Um, Wow. it's Give me the same thing, and I'll even tell you Cole Komet, boring. You know he's going to give you 60 catches this year. You know he's going to give you only, like, 700, 800 yards, maybe Mm -hmm. six Mm -hmm. touchdowns. Give me a guy that, that might, like, blow up here in this in this range. I already have my my good one, you know, if I'm doing two or if I'm doing just a flyer on, on and punting it. Gimme somebody that might explode. Give me a Conquo. Give me Dulcich. Give me Kincaid. Um even Juwan Johnson. Those are the guys
1: I I would pick in that area. All right. Craig what do you like there? Somebody we haven't talked about already. <clears throat>
2: Somebody we haven't talked about. Actually, I'm going to go down one more slot, and I'm going to say Irv Smith Jr. Okay. I just think he's in he's in the right offense for a tight end, and he has he has a lot of upside to him. I think he has a lot of value <clears throat> in a later round pick, uh, especially with Burrow throwing the ball. Don't worry, Burrow is going to play, so don't worry about his calf. Um just Burrow spreads the ball around a lot, and so I think he has a lot of upside to him.
1: All right, so I didn't prepare anything for kickers and defenses, so we only have like, five minutes to spend on each. Kickers, Sean.
0: Are we really
1: already there? It's 40 minutes in, homie. (laughs) We've got to have time for final thoughts and shit, so, yeah. Yeah. Give me me a kicker. We all know, listen, if you're playing season-long week to week, the kicker is the guy you're going to drop when he's off a week and pick up whoever's not off a week. We all know this, Mm -hmm. but if you got a kicker you really want, who is that kicker and why? Sean, what do you got for us?
0: It's the only kicker worth it. It's Justin Tucker. I mean,
1: he can kick it from anywhere,
0: any distance, anytime, and a decent offense. Give me Justin Tucker.
1: Wrong. (laughs) Craig. (laughs) Sorry.
2: (laughs) I... Yeah, you know what? There's Tucker, there's there's Koo, there's McPherson. Like, you can't really go wrong with any one of those. Personally, I like you know, fine, I like McPherson because he's good. But the one thing with kickers with fantasy, what I try to do is find a kicker who kicks indoors. So, Koo, for example. Koo, for example, would be a perfect kicker for
1: me. I, I can buy that. The correct answer is Tyler Bass. But you're right. He kicks outdoors. And that's why I think young Hoku and Daniel Carlson are so highly rated. Yes. Justin Tucker's what everybody wants, but listen, this is a guy you're going to cut in week 13 because he's off. You're not going to waste another roster spot to pick up a backup kicker, even for one week. So I'm not banking on my kicker. Oh, well, Justin Tucker, you got 12 weeks. If he doesn't get hurt, which is always a risk. Kickers are weird people. Yeah. So I am just going to grab whoever is there, but I am looking at my top tier. I'm looking at fantasy pros. I completely agree with their top tier. Their top tier is Tucker, Bass, Butker, McPherson, but their second tier is Carlson, then Koo, and then that's, to me, where the cliff is. I'll take any of those six guys, and if I don't get one of those six guys, I'm fine with it because one of them is going (laughs) to become eligible as soon as they get an off week.
2: Yeah, that's true. Or you pick a kicker who kicks in good weather, like, um, what's his name in Miami? Sanders, for You want to know
1: who's great? Who's a great early season kicker? Evan McPherson, because Cincinnati's schedule is easy. We just covered this.
2: There you go. Exactly.
1: The freaking Bengals' schedule is super omega easy. They should score 70 points a game the first four weeks. <laughs> that That's, that's. that's they a, should. I, yeah, it's no. a lot,
2: but they, they, they should. I mean, they but could they should
1: score at least 20 plus points a week for the first yes. like six weeks of the season. Mm hmm. <sighs> I just uh, never mind. All right. All right. On to defenses. Why? Because we're running out of time. <laughs> so I'm going to turn to our defensive team expert, which is Sean. Sean, no. defenses what? to watch. What do you got? <laughs> Uh, defenses to watch oh my god
0: <laughs> does it matter I mean really unless you're in a league that has some crazy
2: defensive scoring system <clears> oh wait <throat> that's our home um, excuse oh, me sir excuse Here me we sir we we changed go. we changed the, the defensive scoring for you uh, last year <laughs> the year before
1: so, yes, so yeah.
0: last year it's a if little we... it's a little bit more normal
1: If you set the goddamn scoring system to whoever Sean drafts is plus 25, he would still bitch about it during this episode every goddamn year.
0: I just don't want to lose because this crazy scoring system, your defense can score negative 25 points. That's ridiculous. Right. We got rid of that.
2: We got rid of that. But if your
1: defense gives up 550 yards and 60 points, they should be minus 25. Zero. Anyway.
0: Uh, San Francisco, Buffalo—you know, typical good defenses. Uh, Dallas, I think is supposed to be pretty, pretty good. The Jets—that's that's you know whatever. Pick up a defense,
1: Craig. Save <laughs> me, Craig.
2: Uh, yeah. So the Jets, the Jets defense is good. They're the reason why they were so good last year, not because of their quarterback. Uh, and also, as 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 much as the offense had issues last year, Denver, Denver's defense gets a big bonus because they play in very thin air and they're used to it and their visiting teams are not so Denver's also worthy of a pick, I think.
1: So I'm looking at. to take
2: KC. Not the Chiefs defense.
1: Well I was just gonna say I'm looking at the <laughs> Fantasy Pros free to see <laughs> rankings and they have the Chiefs as the number nine fantasy defense. Oh
2: dear were they drunk?
1: <laughs> um I'm I'm getting there. But um <laughs> yeah I uh, this is why this is why defenses are as interchangeable as a kicker is. Yeah. You don't need two of them. If you're going to draft two of them, you better draft somebody who's off in weeks 5, 6 or 7 because you can drop yeah. them to pick up somebody else. Example. I love the Cincinnati Bengals defense this year. I love the Cowboys defense this year. Why? They're both off week 7. The Bengals. I'm sorry, Bill, um sorry, I'm sorry. The Jets. They're also off week seven. If I'm going to go too deep at defense, I'm drafting one of those three. I'm dropping them. I'm dropping the other guy, whoever it is after week seven. And I'm picking up somebody who's gotten hot, but in most cases I'm only kicking, carrying one kicker and one defense the entire season. And they're so interchangeable in 12 team leagues. It's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. So yeah. What so does unless, matter, you're,
2: unless you're playing best ball, of course, but yes.
1: Best ball. Yeah. Best ball. Yeah. Best ball, You Just we're talking about regular season long. So yeah, gentlemen, we spent all of four minutes on kickers and defenses, which is more than we've ever spent before. <laughs> we are now into final thoughts. This is the final episode of the uh, pre-rankings. Sean, what have you got for us on your pre-ranking thoughts?
0: When you're drafting, just don't be so sitting there like worried about ADP, worried about the rankings, you know, this I gotta have this guy, I gotta have this guy. Things gonna change during a draft. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and have your tiers of we were talking about it briefly with those tiers, you know, people that you're comfortable with in this area. You know, mm-hmm. you draft, you draft at the beginning or the end, there's a lot of picks in between. So don't be afraid that you have to stretch out a little further. You know, don't go crazy and draft somebody in the eighth round that you, you know, uh, somebody that should be an eighth round in the second round. But, you know, if you got to draft someone that's at the third round that doesn't come up until after your third round, if you really think that guy's going to do it and do good this year,
1: then go ahead and draft him. Makes sense. Craig, I got to run to the bathroom. So
2: yeah, ahead. tell me about uh, the so for me, one thing that could help you if you don't know who the hell you want, and I was thinking about this this past uh, week, just take the time. Doesn't even you don't even have to take that much time. Take the time and make a list of people that you want to draft. Like so, so basically pretend you were doing an online draft and you were setting up a queue on the off chance you had an auto draft, and just sit there. And list like the t- list section. the guys yeah, exactly list the guys that you would want in what order, uh, and that will help you kind of narrow down. You know, help you, you know, kind of focus on who you want. Because while you're sitting there drafting live in a you know in a room of people is, and I know this, it is terribly and horribly extremely easy <laughs> to get sidetracked and like you just stop mm-hmm. paying attention to what you're doing, and you wind up you wind up drafting DJ Moore in the fourth round like some there. moron. Mm-hmm. So. So there's that. is
1: that moron?
2: Exactly. Uh, the other thing, too, I just want to say I have a shout-out to Dr. Skinny if he's still listening, because uh, he listened last year. So if he's still listening, yeah. I hope you're doing well.
1: Do- Dr. Skinny is an old buddy of Craig, uh, Sean and I from uh, Crowling. Ah, uh, awesome. yes. Yes, it's who you think it is. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I haven't <laughs> talked to him lately, but I, I will have to to reach out to him. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> My final thought is draft season is absolutely the best time of the freaking year. It is Christmas for those of us who are in the fantasy community. Go out, freaking enjoy it. Enjoy yourself. Um, oh, wait, wait, wait. Breaking, breaking. Uh, uh-oh. Oh, that... Breaking. Breaking. Yep. In my chat, a, uh, right. a, a person I play Hearthstone with, HMC, hello, HMC, HMC just wants to know what is our approach to drafting quarterbacks this year? Let's just take a quick step back. I know we're in final thoughts. Sure. But just sure. really do it. we Top of our head. 60 seconds. We'll do it live. Let's start <laughs> with Craig. Craig, what is your approach to drafting quarterbacks this year? I'm going to open another beer.
2: Uh, so for me, drafting quarterbacks this year, I, I think you can wait because yes, there's Dad. Patrick Mahomes. Dad. There's, there's, um, Lamar Jackson there's Joe Burrow but I don't think you have to draft one I don't think you have to draft one you know as soon as you think you probably have to
1: Yeah don't panic that's that's my my advice on quarterback is don't panic I said this during our quarterback episode at HMC but Kirk Cousins has averaged 30 touchdowns a year and most people rank him in the bottom part of the QB1 rankings like in like the 10 to 12 A guy who's throwing thirty touchdowns a year is that low? You can be patient, Sean. What is your approach to quarterbacks this year?
0: Uh, I do like the crop of quarterbacks that are
1: that are in the top like nine
0: uh, people. Uh, There are you know if in one quarterback leagues you can wait. You want to have value. A lot of times you're not going to get value with Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to get value probably with um, uh, uh, Allen. But, you know, you got to see. You got to see. If, if, if a guy falls below his, like, you know, a round or two. I mean, I would say two rounds is a good time, like, for those other guys. But don't, yeah, again, don't panic. There's guys in the middle. I, I'm i really liking, you know, Trevor Lawrence this year. Um, uh, and, and guys in that area. Uh, so, I'd have to look again. But we'll save that for next week. But, again, just don't panic. In one quarterback league, there's definitely guys. If you want to, you go with a, if you've missed that top tier, go with a steady guy like Kirk Cousins, and if you do two quarterbacks, you can go with um uh, a guy that's that's young and you you know that can make that leap into that top 10-12 tier.
1: Absolutely. I could not agree more. Could not agree more with all of that. Alright, my final thought as I was just going into and then I saw that HMC asked an excellent question and I appreciate that, brother. Thank you so much. Um, my final thought is draft season is like Christmas for us in the fantasy industry. Just go in and freaking enjoy it, man. It, well, you know, I got to do all this preparation. Just enjoy it. Earlier today, I was listening to... and this is, I, I'm going to do a two-parter, so that's part one. Part two is listening to the Guru on XM he has this thing he calls the 12 and it's the 12 players. He feels like he can't live without. And how does he get to that point? He gets to that point by just saying, I've done a lot of mock drafting and here's the guys I've been taking over and over and over again, go out and have some fun with it. Practice your mock draft, but never forget, particularly if you have a live league and a live draft, this is the best time of year. Our live draft is one of our my favorite events of the year. There's guys I don't get to see outside of that, so go and enjoy it, and uh, you know, and we get ready for a great football season. We will be back next week for our positional roundtable, where you dun, get dun, to dun. find out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Dun dun dun. <laughs> where you get to find out who ranked who here, which always sparks an argument, which is fantastic. I, I'm, 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 I'm here for it. Let's just put it. Let's put it that way. I'm here for it. Um, your fr- so H- HMC just said my friends and I are in Santa Barbara this year for our draft. That's fantastic, nice. man. That's awesome. When you when you can get together for live drafting, it's the best. So next week, I believe the Cinch will be rejoining us. He's gotten two weeks off. I'm pretty sure he's out of PTO, so he'll be back next week. And uh, he will be here to to talk about we'll talk about the different positions across all positions where we ranked people and get to argue about it. And then the week after that will be our draft roundtable. And then that will end our pre-draft coverage because, God damn, I'm tired of talking. <laughs> <laughs> and then we will be and then we'll we'll, we'll be jumping right in and then we'll take a week off and be right into the goddamn season, guys. It's I, I can't believe it. Yeah. We're less than a month away from football.
2: That's right. That's right. I mean, we had the Hall of Fame game, and I watched it for like ten minutes yeah, and then turned it off. <laughs> that's
1: not football. No, that's, that's, that's I, I'd right. rather watch a pee wee game. Honestly, I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> so, but yeah, we
0: back. The love the love of everybody there is like, oh yeah, we love you. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers, you're the master. <laughs> yeah, you all right?
2: Ridiculous. You, you, you okay? I- Aaron Rodgers didn't play. You're you're right.
0: Yeah, as if they interviewed him. <laughs> And Chris it's, Collins, were the the man crush, was just ridiculous. Oh, uh, just just so, every, so,
2: so everyone knows, Sean's a Bears fan, and he he has some problems with Aaron Rodgers. Um.
0: <laughs> Why would I have problems? He owns the team, apparently. So,
2: I well, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: You, you beat him like <laughs> twice in the last twenty years. I mean,
2: yeah, yeah. It's like the, it's like the Orioles playing the uh, Rays.
1: Yeah, no 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 don't go there (laughs) get suspended all of a sudden we get cut off and nobody seems to understand Uh, you know you never know it so yeah don't don't that was intentional by the way those mic cuts were intentional so um so yeah so we'll be back next week and then the last draft round table so two weeks of draft round tables and then a week off and then the freaking seasons in upon us and craig and i will be shifting into dfs mode so uh once again happy birthday to cinch um a hi to Deb. And until we see you guys next week, my name is Britt. I'm Craig. And I'm Sean. And we are the Football Fig Nuts Podcast. Have a great week, everybody.